0: All right, right. do I have you? You have me. (laughs) Episode 45, Uh, this is is a two-man pod. This is a duo that has never exclusively done a pod. It's just Al and Jay tonight because Matt is off to the Ranger game. You're like Uh, the older
1: brother I never had.
0: This is true, this is true. And you are like the younger brother I never had as well. Um, thankfully. You know so, um, You do have a younger brother though. <laughs> yes. You're like the one I never had though. Like I, I there's one that I had, there's one that I never had, and that's you. That's exactly so, what I meant. Yes. So uh episode forty five, it is seven thirty on a Friday night. We are thirty minutes from tip off. Um game six. Uh it didn't look didn't look great. I think our last pod, we were talking about Bobon, surprisingly starting. Um, the zone defense I think did a little number. I would say worked enough. To say it worked, might be bold. And uh, here we are, game six with a chance to close them out. Uh, let's start. Let's start with you, Jay. Uh, what what are we looking for tonight? Do you, let's start with Bobon. Is Bobon starting?
1: Uh, I must admit that, unlike our last pod, I had no chance to do any research in the last couple hours. I'm sure wow. the starting lineup is on right now, or is up. Um, I have been curious today whether the switcheroo that uh, that Rick might pull would be to start Dwight Powell tonight. Dwight Powell was phenomenal last game, and uh, if he's not going to stick with the same lineup, there's a lot to be said for if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but... If he's going to switch it up, I would still go big, but I would insert Dwight Powell.
0: I agree with you 100%. That was going to be my hot take. That, um, I'm, if you remember in the third quarter, we opened with the same starting lineup, and it didn't really take as much. Um, and he, he quickly got Bobon and, and KP out of there, went in with uh, Maxi and Dwight, which uh, was his sort of big man platoon system he was with that game. But, um, I agree with you. If it's not Boban, it's Dwight tonight. And uh I have to say, I'm the first <clears throat> I'm the first to bag on Dwight Powell. Uh and he was really good last game. He played like the Dwight Powell I always wished he was. Uh capped off capped off by the free throws he made late in the game that did not uh did not go off the back of the rim. His signature missed.
1: Uh, yeah, those those were big. And, by the way, I'm glad that at the very end of the game, the last four free throws were shot by Josh Richardson and uh, Tim <laughs> and, and Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, rather than Dwight Powell or Luka Doncic. Luka, or, his,
0: his. or our top five, Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, that was huge. Yeah. Um, what do you think happens tonight? Let's just go straight to predictions. We don't have the full size podcast tonight. I'm thinking what we do, we do a little mini pod now, and I've already gotten the okay from Matt. He is going to be ready for a post game pod tonight.
1: Uh, I can probably do that. I'm in. So uh, just just give me a little can bit. You of You cut out.
0: out. Can can you repeat that? What you just said? I could what? I said I'm in. Okay, um, great,
1: great. So uh, predictions, I think that our predictions, I went back and listened to the uh, the pod number 44 because I have surprisingly little to do with my time. And <laughs> that is surprising. Our, with your kids. our predictions, your predictions and Matt's predictions were, were, were dead on. Once I told you that Bobon was starting, it was pretty clear we were going to play a lot of zone. And the great thing that Carlisle did is he didn't just play zone. He switched back and forth and didn't let L.A. get comfortable.
0: Yeah, I love uh, that.
1: Oh, it's phenomenal. And Rick Carlisle is one of the best coaches I've ever seen at making adjustments when his team's the underdog. Um, and he's always got something up his sleeve, you know, uh, whether it's starting JJ Barea in the finals or um, you know, switching back and forth between defenses or just finding a matchup that he can exploit um is is where Rick Carlisle is just so good and we're so lucky to have him.
0: Well, I agree with you. And you know, for he's, he he appears so conservative and somewhat square, but he's actually really up for doing the craziest move possible in a very Don Don Nelson kind of way, and uh, I dare say, Maverick way. He's it's it's amazing, and I and I love it because I think that's how I would like to coach if I were were ever a coach. I'd just be like, let's let's just if we could throw them off for 2 3 minutes we could swing the whole game and it's just that simple sometimes you know and it it really worked if you look at the i think the plus minus for the Bobon KP combo in the first half was much better than the second half indicating that they adjusted but the fact that the first i don't know 6 minutes of the game they were off and couldn't get in a rhythm it's a front it's a front running rhythm team and he didn't allow them to get into a rhythm the whole game. And I feel that was the bigger deal than anything else. Over, you know, one specific lineup or one specific defense, it was the we're not going to let these guys get in a rhythm at all. And, and that
1: translated directly to, to our defensive rating. And our defensive rating in game four was, I believe, around 107. And in the first two games that we won, it was over 120. Wow. And you're just not going to win games where you're allowing the other team to and that's adjusted for pace. That's 120 points per 100 possessions. Ugh. And uh, <laughs> and the fact is, we won the first two games because we shot, you know, nearly 50% from three-point range and we were getting contributions from lots of players. Prediction, I'm going to predict that we're going to have a balanced game tonight that we haven't seen really all playoffs. And we're gonna have five Mavericks in double figures. It's not gonna be a situation where Luca is gonna be the only guy out there. Uh he yeah. might dominate. He still might have he still might have thirty, twelve, and ten. Um sure. he might go for fifty, but I do think that I think that you're gonna have um five players tonight in double figures.
0: That's my hot take. I like it. And I think um I think my take, I know I was listening to the hard line and I know Bob predicted like a Mother's Day Massacre type game where everybody goes off. I you know I made that mistake for game 3 and uh my prediction was in the toilet. I I predict more so that this game is going to be close and if we can keep it close into the fourth quarter, I mean that's when things get a little tense for the Clippers because every missed shot, every possession is going to be very weighty. And and you know, look, that's where the Marcus Morris and the Paul George's history pop up. And I, I, to their credit, which I hate giving them credit, they did prove a lot in uh, Game Three and Game Four, but um, this Game Six is a different beast, and you saw that last night with both the Lakers and the um, Trail Blazers. It's really hard to win a Game Six when you're down, and so, uh, and especially when you're on the road. So I feel like uh, the fourth quarter tonight should be. Really, really exciting if it's close, and I, I'm. I think tonight's a must-win for both teams, honestly. Uh, as much as we've had success in L.A., you know, this is essentially the third chance the Mavs have had to knock these guys out at home. And because uh, if they've won any of those previous two home games, you know, the series is over. And so I feel talk like talk about a hot take. That's a hot take. And so, uh, I think they gotta do it tonight. They gotta learn from those mistakes and come out strong. uh
1: I just glanced at Twitter. I don't see anything on uh Mav starters yet, so
0: I'm not gonna okay. be able to have
1: breaking news on the podcast live, which I know uh our friend Pat Cowherd was really waiting to hear.
0: ah sorry Pat we're gonna um you just gonna have to wait till the the game starts. Is tip off eight or eight thirty.
1: Well, it's 8, which means it'll be 8.30.
0: Because if there's any
1: way that you can try to encourage uh, people to watch basketball, it's to push the start times back as late as possible and then have the actual game start 30 minutes after the advertised time.
0: Yeah, this is true. Um, Okay, one last question before our mini-pod ends. Um, On the Clipper side, is there an adjustment, A, that Ty Lue can make, and, B, do we think, he'll make it. <laughs> Two very different questions. You know, that's interesting because Paul George was still really good last game.
1: and uh, Had a
0: good series, yeah. I, good th- series. I
1: think that, you know, even though it's not like KP and, and Boban had, uh, you know, five blocks even between them, but, yeah. you know, they, they still clog up the lane. I think that you may see a, a bit if, – if I were the Clippers, I would continue to drive to the basket even if Boban and or KP and Dwight Powell – whoever the mix may be, might be standing right in front of the rim because those guys can still finish at the rim over those guys.
0: Right. Um,
1: And you would have expected more of that last game. Uh, And so that's one adjustment I would see. Uh, I think another adjustment is to probably say, hey, Reggie Jackson, you might not want to shoot so much. You've got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the team.
0: That's the best part about Reggie Jackson is he's got sort of that Dennis Schroeder hubris in him where he's – He's actually like I've been overlooked my whole life. I'm really an all star kind of mentality. So when he hits a couple shots, it's it's really the best thing for the Mavs because he creates problems for that team, you know? But my uh my radical hot take on Clipper strategy is there was uh one of the Sun Spurs series where Popovich's whole strategy was let's let Nash score fifty a game and cover everybody else and um because they can't win that game. They can't win that way. And he was right. And now is yeah. having these monstrous games and um but it kind of ruined their whole offensive flow. And I'm wondering if 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 they had a little radical kind of crazy coaching ability, which I don't know if Ty Lu has that, but if he pulled it out of a hat, I might say let's let KP Uh, take shots. You know... Go ahead. I was going to say,
1: you reminded me of something I texted you in the middle of the last game, which was KP picking up that third early foul was great for the Mavericks.
0: It was like the best thing that happened to us because he had a perfect excuse to bench him. And I feel that if they leave KP alone, he will literally chuck those threes all game. He's... And, you know, look... The risk they take is, look, you could get hot and score 40, and they, get, they lose. But it's like double-team Luca, leave KP open, and just it would throw everything off for them.
1: You mentioned another thing, which was the double-team of Luca. And when other teams have tried that, it's typically a shooting guard and a point guard. So, you know, some guy that's 6'2 to 6'5", and then another guy that's 6'5 to 6'8". The Clippers could do that with several guys who were all 6'7, 6'8". Yeah, and that's a difference that Luca may not be able to pass over them as easily. He's still going to find the open guy. Yeah, and
0: the, the question
1: the the question is how soon do you trap him? Who do you trap him with? And then how quickly can Luca make the adjustments? Because Luca is going to make the adjustments. I think what Tyloo should do is mix it up a little bit and not give him a consistent look.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and so so it don't let Luca get in that rhythm. Uh, because, you know, we saw what happened in the first quarter in 19 yeah. points on five of five, three-point shooting. Luca, you know, and they never made any adjustments to try to slow him down at all, and, uh, you know, we got out to a decent lead, and then he did it again in the third quarter and built up a big enough buffer where we were able to hang on for dear life in the fourth.
0: Yeah, no, those are great points focused on kind of a rhythm and just kind of wacky strategy in terms of letting KP shoot. And um, I don't know what else they have to try. I think what may do them in period is the fact that they're not willing to vary it up throughout the game. And I think if they did, you know, truth be told, Dallas is a is a bit of a rhythm team themselves. And um, Ty Lu's really got to be thinking out of the box here. How do we break them out of their rhythm? How do we um, just not get them comfortable? Because I think um, – you know, if either team gets hot and gets in sort of a front-running state, um, you know, they could just take the game.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just take, uh, taking one last look at the, uh, you know, the box score from from uh, a couple of days ago. And I think that, you know, ultimately it came down to a couple of things. We hit 89% of our free throws, 17 or 19. They that were still 20 perfect. of 20. They were still 20 of 25 but we had nine more field goal attempts than them.
0: Hmm. And
1: w- both teams shot 41 and change from the field. But those, if you apply that field goal percentage to those nine extra field goals, you get your five points.
0: Yeah. And, there it uh, is. you
1: know, those those came from uh, both a few extra turnovers from the Clippers that got us a few extra field goal attempts. And, uh, and um, uh, also we had
0: an ex- extra offensive rebound over them. Yeah, and I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw Maverick game where we got so many steals in the fourth quarter. Like, there was almost like, I want to say about four out of the last maybe eight possessions, it was like a steal. And I was like, wow, what is going on here? They, either they weren't calling fouls like they normally do, or just that was some of the best defense we've played all year. We you know. jumped the passing lanes really well. We made Kawhi Leonard and Paul George pick up the
1: dribbles before they wanted to. We made them uncomfortable, and as a result, those guys alone had nine turnovers. The Mavs had eight.
0: Yeah, really impressive. I, I really enjoyed that. And, look, that was one of the worst games Kawhi's ever played in the playoffs, and so you can't expect that again. But um, that was really enjoyable to uh, – you know, be a part of the winning end of, of something like that because that doesn't uh, – we're just not going to see that again. <laughs> we when, uh,
1: like that. when Dorian Finney-Smith was guarding Kawhi Leonard on that corner three with just a few seconds left and yeah. he airballed it, that do, you, was awesome. do, you, do you think J.J. Redick was sitting on the bench thinking, now you airball that shot? <laughs> <laughs> you think what he was, was triggered, Two was he years triggered later? a little
0: bit? Three years Possibly. Uh, yeah. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, yeah. I mean, it, it was just, that was, that was funny. What, what a difference a few years makes, right? Cause that was, uh and then Rondo yelling at him, that was just, that was just great. I, I just, I really yeah. enjoyed that, that incredibly uneventful last five seconds and then he shot it way early, way early. Yeah. i I don't know yeah, he, what they drew up in the timeout, but Kawhi didn't follow it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh,
1: well, let's just bring up playoff Rondo because every time people mention playoff Rondo, obviously he had a couple good runs with Boston. He had a great year last year, but he's had some stinkers in the playoffs, and last night is a great exception. 0 for 6 yeah. on the field, 1 yeah. for 2 from the free throw line, uh, minus 19 on his plus minus in oh, one walking point. I love it. Point.
0: One I point. Love it. I mean, Pat you know, Beverly
1: played 10 seconds and did nearly as little as Rondo did in Rondo's yeah. 21 minutes.
0: Well, and I mean, I think collectively on this podcast, we dislike Rondo for a multitude of reasons, and I, I think a big part of it is just, uh, you know, I just don't think he's a good shooter. I think he's overrated, and the whole savant thing is just completely played. You know, it's just like, so what? He's good at Connect Four. He's, he's kind of a jerk. You know, and at some point, that has to mean something for a team. And, um, yeah, I was really happy to see him do poorly because uh, he hit a couple threes in that blowout in game four, and that that was literally like him making ten three-pointers <laughs> yeah, for him to hit two threes. So, uh, well, that was great. Wait.
1: Go ahead. My last comment, Al, is I was going to say, one one guy I don't want to see is, is, is Terrence Mann. He's been really good every time he's been on the floor, and he was fine the other night but he only played 15 minutes. And yeah. uh you know he he's got a he's he can do a lot of stuff for them and he was really good down the stretch for them in the regular season and uh but uh Tylu is short in his bench understandably as most coaches do in the playoffs but I don't want to see him play 20 minutes tonight. I think that might uh might might spell trouble if if uh if he gets in and gets hot he'll stay in.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh Terrence Mann's really good. Um I do think we are going to see more uh more rondo tonight um i'm wondering i'm wondering if anything is affected <laughs> after he yelled at Kawhi. nobody really yelled at Kawhi, so i'm wondering if Kawhi will like that or hate him for it i expect Kawhi to be strong tonight uh similar to his performances in three and four um this is this is going to be a really good game and so uh looking forward to the starting lineup and uh Again, if the Mavs can just uh, keep it close into the fourth quarter, we're going to have a great we have a great night of basketball. And uh, I'm hoping to
1: see uh, I'm hoping to see uh, 20 minutes from Zubats. If uh, if he's playing, I like our chances. And I now have breaking news. Uh, it is the okay. Twin Towers lineup again. St- no changes. Finney Smith, wow. Porzingis,
0: Marjanovic, Hardaway, Doncic. Exciting. Well, I love seeing Bobon in there. He's good for at least two or three quick, easy buckets. And uh, he does protect the lane somewhat. You know, I like him. To, he came out. I was yelling at the TV for him to get back in the lane. A couple times he ran out there too far on the zone. But for the most part, he did a great job. So, yeah. More Boban.
1: All right. Uh, and I'm not going to – I'm, I'm going to advertise another pod, but he was on a J.J. Reddick's pod today. Good stuff.
0: Good stuff nice. from Boban. Okay, I'll listen to it during halftime, and uh, we will report back after the game. Go, Mavs. Go, Mavs.